up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Hey, Will. How you doing? Doing well, Steve. It's a busy weekend unpacking here in the new place. Um, may sound a little different as I'm recording in a new area here. Um, but yeah, just a very busy weekend here. Yeah, I guess I should be saying welcome back, huh? You, uh, yeah, yeah. It soloed an episode. That was actually kind of <laughs> difficult, believe it or not. That was the start to the episode, right? Yeah, yeah. And instead of me just like taking breaks here and there and figuring I can edit it all together and make it sound fine later, I just talked for 15 minutes straight and uh, <laughs> my voice was quite tired by the end of it. Did not think that one through, huh? No, no, I really didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, what can you do? You were off giving the Phillies your good luck, right? Yes. Yeah, I was down there at the game. Luckily, the one game they won here at home. Um, but unfortunately, they weren't in, not able to pull it off there against the powerhouse Astros. Yeah. Shame. It is a shame. Yeah, I actually did just hear that they had their um, parade today. I thought that was a pretty quick turnaround. Usually it's a few days, but I mean, they oh, clinched yeah. Saturday night and they had their day here. Parade already on Monday. Yeah, that is quick. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's like, I don't know, you think it's a few days. I feel like it's like, I don't know, closer to a week, isn't it? Like five days, six? Yeah, it's usually like, I mean, I was talking to some people about if the Phillies did win, and we were expecting, you know, probably like Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. But yeah, the Astros were able to put it all together. I mean, I guess they've won one somewhat recently, so they probably have the path already lined up. And Yeah, know. it's 2017, but I guess it depends on the day of the week, because it's usually a weekday that you do the parade itself. So winning on the weekend made it a little easier. Yeah. Very true. Uh, well, baseball side, um, we got waivers here. Are you ready to uh, jump on into them? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, baseball side, baseball is over. So football come more to the forefront for, for everyone, I think, now. Um, we have college basketball starting this week. The NBA and the NHL have already been going. But football is the furthest along um, amongst all the sports here. And it's the maybe the big one if it already wasn't for most people. Yeah. Yeah, very very true. Um, so yeah, let's uh, turn our attention to the the running backs here. Will um, Tyler uh, Algier, I guess we can start with um, him and Patterson. I think Patterson had a few more carries than he did, but it was pretty close to a, an even split. Um, Algier did more on the ground from a like a yardage standpoint, um, where uh, Patterson got the the touchdowns there. So both ended up being pretty good for fantasy. Um, decently owned, sixty one percent. So kind of like right on that that line um but are you interested in him or you think maybe they're just easing patterson back in what do you think about uh Al Jair? i think huntley definitely got the short end of the stick here and, and i think you're gonna see him be phased out more there could be times when they use all three but i think it's mostly going to be a patterson nalgier game and, and we saw that he produced here early on in his rookie year and was able to take that role um as kind of the one a for the last few weeks while Patterson was out and he did it again here with Patterson back. So I think, you know, more of the efficiency, 10 carries for 99 yards, uh, had a big carry as well, but still, you know, averaged over five minutes carry, even without the big 44 yard run. So, you know, probably more of a depth piece. I mean, he was kind of flex consideration for a while. So now he's probably more of a bench guy that great right matchup comes in or an injury ahead comes in. But had him mostly in here for if he was dropped because people were scared about Patterson coming back 
Um, 61% owned is a little over what we usually look for, but I think that probably came down. He was a guy I think that was, I'd guess, in like 75, 80% of leagues, whereas it's now down to 61%. And if he's on your waivers, I, I would definitely you know look to add him as a nice bench running back there. Give yourself some depth. Yeah, very fair, very fair. Um, I agree. I, I tend to agree. He's a good depth play that you know maybe you can end up trusting week in, week out. We'll see. Um, Jalen Warren, only one percent rostered. Uh, he is the the backup running back for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> um, the week before the bye, he had an okay fantasy week, but I think um, he's popped up because over the weekend, uh, some writers were saying that you know he he could be uh, he could get some more usage after the bye week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the expectation is. Don't be surprised here if you see him. Featured more. Um, now she's been pretty inefficient so far this year. And I mean, this season looks to be somewhat lost. Uh, you know, you, you, with seven playoff teams, a conference, you, you can still get in, you know, close to 500. But I think there's just a lot of competition there in the division. Cleveland will be getting Deshaun Watson back in a few weeks, and they've been pretty relevant. And we see the Bengals and the, the Ravens as legit contenders here. So, I think maybe they want to see what they have in him as well. Um, you know, could be that when they can rework the team, they have a good two-headed monster with him and Harris if he continues to play well. But another, you know, kind of add for a depth piece. Um, I don't know that you're going to be thrilled to play him. Maybe if Najee, you know, does go down at any point, he would be Bell Cowan. Not the best, not a great offense, but getting the carries. So more of a speculative add here as well. Yeah, agreed. Speculation, if you got a roster spot, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, If you have Najee, I was going to say a good ad, but I don't know if it actually is. Given, yeah, is given, that really uh, a handcuff? Yeah, is that really what you want? Uh, so maybe not. But um, yeah, speculation, if you need some running back depth, you know, as we uh, march towards the playoffs here. Um, another one I think was quite surprising here, Jeff Wilson. Um, not surprising in that, you know, he's worked with... Uh, uh, Mike McDaniel's obviously in San Francisco, so I'm sure he knew most of the <clears> system <throat> in Miami. Um, but led the the backfield in carries. Um, yeah, nine carries. Yeah, which is uh quite surprising because Mostert hasn't been bad. Um, rostered in 52 percent of leagues, so he's out there. I'm assuming you're interested in him, right? Yeah, I think they are kind of obviously they traded Chase Edmonds. There's not too much else behind Mostert, so I think they've got the one-two punch that they wanted there with Wilson and Mostert. And Mostert hasn't been the model of health, so we could see a guy who just came in and Wilson, you know, be maybe the lead back if there's something that happens with Mostert. So I think he's definitely worth rostering and probably one of those guys that is in flex consideration, given that the offense is pretty high-powered and that he is really one of two guys that are going to get carries there. Yeah, agreed. He's a good... uh Good flex guy, a good, you know, RB2 if you're running like zero RB or something like that. Um, yeah, like you said, good offense. So um, I can't see that being an outlier. Like you want to give him more carries on his first week with the team and, and then less after that, unless the booster was hurt. Um, so, yeah, definitely a, a good ad there. Um, on the flip side, uh, st- starting a downtrend here, um, Elijah Mitchell. Um, 58% rostered. Obviously, you got CMC there now. Um, he should be coming back here soon. Do you have interest? Can you trust him? 
I think he definitely needs to be rostered. He's probably one of the most important handcuffs that you'll see. One of the guy and, and one of the guys that I think is clearly going to be the guy if the player ahead of him goes down. Um, obviously, McCaffrey's going to be the feature back. But if you look across the league, there's probably not too many guys that you trust more than Elijah Mitchell as a lead back if the guy ahead of them goes down. So I, I think 58% rostered, you know, not going to be out there for many people. But, you know, there's still, you know, just under half of leagues have him available. And I think... He is definitely one of those RB2s on an, on an NFL team that you want to have on your bench for the potential that he offers if, if the guy ahead of him goes down. Um, we're not, we don't see this week really any you know big guys that you're going to add and start right away here at the running back position, but there's a lot of good you know just kind of RB2s that you can have that could pop off if the guy ahead of him gets injured. Yeah, and, and the 49ers have supported two running backs in the past. Now, there's a difference between having a bunch of average running backs and, you know, two of them just be good or are good because you're rotating because they're all average and having, you know, CMC who's elite and you should be taking off the field. So I don't know if that's going to work out. But yeah, it should probably be rostered, um, especially if you're a CMC owner. That's your, your handcuff and a good handcuff at that. So um, agreed there. Um, Chuba Hubbard, uh, been injured, was the starter, you know, when uh, CMC was traded. Uh, Foreman had the big week, didn't have much of a week this week. So I think the door is open for Chuba if he can manage to get himself back this week um, versus Atlanta, which I believe would be a good matchup. Um, definitely like a stash, but can't play, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he's the clear passing down back as well on the team. And I think that's the big allure to him when he comes back. It's it probably still would be a two back system. They're also using Blackshear. So we'll see if, if they would use him when they already have a Hubbard and a Foreman. I think it would probably go back to just Hubbard and Foreman. Um, and, and Foreman's going to get his carries as well. But I think Chuba you know, can be pretty close to being a good split there on carries, but also be the guy that gets that passion down work, which is just so important in the modern fantasy football. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And then uh, finally here, uh, the Denver situation, which... Personally, I'd rather just not touch. Um, but yeah, with Terry's, Terry's Murray out there, you got the newly acquired Chase Edmonds, um, both below 50% um, rostered. Any uh, interest? You know, are you picking one or the other? Are you staying away from both? Are you cool adding either, you know, both of them? What What do you think? Because I'm probably not interested in either at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably take most of these guys we talked about here over then. Maybe not Warren, uh, but maybe Warren. But I think, if anything, I would take a speculative add on Edmonds just because we haven't seen it yet. It, you know, the the team hasn't been great. Obviously, Javante Williams was awesome before he went down, but we haven't really seen a ton out of the. You know, Murray's looked okay, Melvin's looked okay, but I think they clearly wanted to get something back, and you don't ask for a running back back in a trade like this that they got back part of the Bradley Chubb trade without wanting to use him and being concerned about the guys you have. So I would just kind of add Edmonds roster him for a week or two just to see if maybe he gets worked in and used a lot. Um, and then he's someone that I, you, know, you can easily cut and use as another waiver claim um, down the road. Yeah, that is uh, very fair. Um, turning to the wide receivers here, well, once again, we got Odell Beckham. His roster ship has climbed to 24%. Uh, more rumors out there. Heard some Baltimore talk today. I think I heard some Dallas talk over the weekend. Um, 
But again, not looking to have him ready until mid-December. So this is a stash and wait kind of situation. Do you have anything to add to Beckham other than that? No, I think it's once again, yeah, you're going to wait a couple more weeks. Um, but it does look like he is expected to be cleared by the end of the week for like football activity for playing. So he then just needs to get up to speed with the team. Um, could be quicker if it ends up being a team like the Rams that he's already familiar with. But if it's just, you know a different team that he goes to, probably needs a week or two to to get up to speed. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see him, you know, in the next, you know, maybe at December or that last week of, of November. So a decent guy that you can stash depending where he goes. And if you need a roster spot, you can always move on. But if he gets to a good spot where it looks like there's a lot of opportunity, um, could help you for the stretch run. Yeah. Um, speaking of opportunity, uh, Wandell Robinson. Uh, coming off the bye, prior to that, two or three weeks, he was pretty good. Nothing amazing. But you got a rookie. He's having a bye week. You know, tons of opportunity. So, you know, maybe the rest of the season he steps up. Only Rawson in 26, or 26% of leagues. I'm assuming you are interested in that, right? Yeah, and the schedule's pretty favorable, too. Uh, he's got Houston, who has been, you know, I think statistically pretty good against the receiver, but... We've seen them get beaten at times. Um, we saw AJ Brown have a big week last week. They got Detroit, Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, and then Indy. So it definitely has some pretty good opportunities there. And he looks like he is going to be the guy for this team. So I, uh, he's definitely one of the guys here. I think I would look to pick up uh, more than the rest. Uh, that you know is pretty low rostership. That is. Um, so yeah, I think he's one guy that I would target and and want to see what they have there. But you know, put him on the bench. Not too many guys here. We're going to want to play right away. But he's someone I think that's definitely worth being on a team. Yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of the other options here tend to be boom bust kind of guys, um, and he could be a consistent, you know, high performer second half of the year rookie kind of situation that we see. Um, but speaking of that. Two players, I'll go over them back-to-back here. We'll see which one you're most interested in. Um, that historically are kind of boom bust, but have been decently consistent the past two or three weeks. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, rostered in 21%, and uh, Miko Hardman, rostered in 48%. Um, do you think the consistency for both of them continues? Is it going to drop off? Are you interested in, in one more than the other? What do you think? I think probably Peoples-Jones more than, than Hardman. Um, there's so many weapons there in Kansas City and He's one that I think, you know, you'd probably have the most confidence in in becoming consistent, but I just, I don't have confidence really in any of those receivers there. Whereas Peoples Jones has been pretty consistent the last few weeks. He's really the only other show in town after Mark Cooper. And he's going to be getting what we think is going to be a QB upgrade in a few weeks. Um, So if he can continue playing at this rate the last couple weeks, he could get even better though. Offense could become more high powered, so I think he's the guy I would go with over the over two of them. What about you? I am very torn. Um, I, I do agree with you. You think Hardman? So many options there. Um, he's just going to have just terrible weeks because it's some. It's, you know, it's Juju and Kelsey, or it's MVS and Kelsey, or maybe Tony does. Like who knows? There's so many options. Where in Cleveland, there's fewer options. Um, you know. The, the quarterback situation could be a good thing, um, but it could be a bad because he has no rapport with Watson um, and Watson hasn't played in a year and a half. Like it could just be real bad, um, but I think I would take my shot there just for the opportunity. I think talent wise is probably pretty equal. 
Um, so I'll take the, the tiebreaker will be the situation. I'll give that to Peoples Jones. Agreed here. And we've got a couple of other options. Um, George Pickens is someone I think just call out. I think he's 56% rostered here. Most people I think would be pretty happy to add him, um, especially with trading <clears throat> away of Chase Claypool. So if he's out there, I think he's like a priority ad, but definitely not out there in many leagues and probably will be way over-rostered here after this week. I would imagine no longer be on this segment. Um, but what next to here, we have Michael Gallup, 39% rostered, and Terrace Marshall, 6% rostered. Any interest in either of them? Um, this is difficult. Um, I'm not that interested in Gallup. It's just... Hasn't been happening. You got the the Beckham rumors again. That's gonna be like a month away, but I don't know. Some he's just he hasn't come in and, and did what I wanted um, yet. Marshall, young player who's heating up a little bit, right? Um, so that's mm-hmm. a good story. But I also don't want to add him because I don't know what's happening. You know, me and you right before the show. Who's the quarterback? Yeah. You know what's going on? It, you know, it's PJ Walker this week. It'll be Darnold next week. You know, maybe they'll be back to Baker, and I don't know if. Marshall's ascension is because he's built a rapport and practice with PJ Walker and PJ Walker is starting now. Um, or if he's ascending because he's figuring it out. And if you plug Baker or Donald in there, it'll continue. I kind of leaned on the Walker connection side. Um, but you got to remember Robbie Anderson was moved, you know, at kind of the same time, I think. So it really just depends on what story you want to believe. I, I would take the shot on Marshall, I think. But I'm not like uh, married to that. If you, if you hate that, and want to go Gallup. I like. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gallup maybe a little safer. You're probably going to have a little bit more consistency there, and maybe the offense picks back up a little more. But I think they want to be more run heavy. Um, whereas, yeah, Marshall I think is more of the unknown, and that's one of those players that you add, and that's you know he goes off, and that's one of the reasons you make a run at a championship. You always see those teams have couple of those unknown, unknown young guys, rookies, or guys that are stepping in for the first time here, year two, year three. Um, so that's why he's the guy I think of the two I would go with. Just see what you have. I mean, you don't necessarily have to start him right away, but I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Okay, we'll take a look at our tight ends here. Will, I name off four. Uh, speak to a couple of them if you really love someone, hate someone. Whatever you think here. We got Dolchich rostered in uh, 35% of leagues. Komet, 23. Fant, 10. And Otten, 11. Who are you liking out of this group? Yeah, crazy to see a couple of rookies here. Um, but they're producing. Dolchich and Otten. I think Dolchich probably the primary guy because he looks like he's you know, the second favorite target there behind Sutton. And, and even Sutton has had some inconsistent games. Um, Cole Komet's interesting. I, I think people are still worried. Of that could be an aberration, but Justin Fields looked great and Cole Komet had a good game. There's too many tight ends in Seattle for me. Fant played well, but there's just too many guys that get the ball. And Kate Otten, I think, is a good safe option that is going to get some targets, but probably blow up. I believe he caught like, did he catch the game winning touchdown? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah. That's I really think so. what put him over the top. Yeah. Uh, so Dulcich, I think, is the one I'd be most confident in. You know, if you really are not doing great at tight end, I wouldn't mind taking the shot on Cole Komet because the pedigree is there. We saw it last year, but yeah, tough to trust that that's going to continue based on what we've seen throughout the season. 
you any any thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I'm with you. Like Dolce had three good weeks in a row. You know, bye week. You know, Russ gets a little bit healthier. You know, Dolce you know, cements himself a little bit more. Um, I'm with him. Uh, I'm with you. Like I'm not interested in, in Fant. Um, on is also a little too inconsistent. Um, so Dolce is the clear easy one. Komet. I want to, you know, the off season hype, the bear is getting better. Fields getting better. Like it's all there. The problem is we'd be saying he is inconsistent. If he didn't get a touchdown, not this past week, but the week before against Dallas. Cause he was two for two for 11 yards, which is terrible. <laughs> you know, you're getting two points out of your tight end. You'd be saying, you'd be looking at last week as an outlier, but he had a touchdown, which brought his total up to, you know, eight to 10 points, depending on your format. And it looks good. Um, so I would need to see it more. I mean, I say that, and he has Detroit this week and Atlanta the week after that. Um, Jets, Green Bay, bye, and then Philly, Buffalo, and then Detroit for the championship week, which would be nice. So he's got a couple of weeks here that are nice. Um, so that's kind of enticing, but I, I guess I'd rather see it. And that's coming from a, you know, a Pitts guy <laughs> who's getting yeah, uh, two points yeah. out of his uh tight end weekly so uh yeah i'm with you it's dolce here for me uh we'll go to the uh streamings uh streaming portion of the show here well quarterbacks we have yeah. four of them for you we have uh good old russ rostered in 54 percent at tennessee mariota 33 percent at carolina dalton 15 percent at pittsburgh and daniel jones 40 percent versus houston who you want um, so Mariota and Jones are interesting because of the rushing baseline that they're both getting. They're both running the ball a lot. So I think they're decent streaming options. I feel like I would probably take the gamble on Russ there against Tennessee. Um, they've been better recently, but I, I think Russ coming off the bye, see what you got there. It's definitely a gamble, and I don't think we're thrilled to play most of these guys here. It's not a great streaming week. Um, so I think Russ for like upside – I feel like Mariota's maybe got a pretty solid floor there against Carolina, but those Thursday night games are a little worrisome. Um, what about you? And any thoughts on these guys? Nah, I'm with you. I'll take Russ. Uh, a better upside and probably a similar floor. Um, you know, Mariota and Jones, despite the rushing, their floors haven't been great. Um, Dalton's actually had a better floor than either of them, which is surprising, but, you know, he's. It's not that much better of Florida, to be honest with you, but a few points better. Um, but yeah, I'll stick with Russ there. He's got the better upside. It's still a nice, easy matchup coming off the bye, which is always nice. So um, yeah, I'll stick with Russ hesitantly. All and right. Then, uh, Defenses. Yeah, yeah. We've got some interesting ones here. Yeah, we do. So we have the uh, Saints, 34 or 37% rostered at Pittsburgh. Uh, the Rams, 56 versus Arizona. The Giants, 7 versus Houston. And the Titans, 21 versus Denver. What do you want? Yeah, I think the Rams' best defense that we have here, and they definitely dipped a bit with some of the matchups they had and then the bye week there. So I think that's a team that I would want to add. I like the matchup against Arizona, but I also think they make sense to add long-term as well. Um, New Orleans, Green Bay, Denver, they have some pretty decent matchups. Kansas City mixed in there, but a team that I think you could use for a stretch run here. Um, if you're looking for just this week, let's say, 
I kind of like that Giants matchup. They've been playing well. They're going to be at home against Houston. Um, I think that's kind of the one that I'd be looking at for like a one week. What do you uh, think here? Any differences there? Any preferences? Yeah, I'd rather have, I'd probably rather have the Rams this week and long term, but at 56% roster, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so of the remaining options, yeah, I'm with you. I'd go to the Giants. Um, they've been playing well, uh, coming off the bye, I believe they had a bye, right? Yeah. 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 yeah they had a bye. Um, get Houston. So yeah, I think that's a, uh, a good, uh, week 10 streamer there. All right. That wraps us up here for waiver show here for going into week 10 double digits, Steve. Yeah, we are double digits. Crazy. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the show. Tune in on Thursday for the, uh, start sit episode. And until then folks, trust your board. <laughs>